Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers, joined by Solomon Ashoms and Adrian Barnard and by our team at the Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. And the Rio Olympics are now at the halfway stage and we analyse the performance of the African teams in the football competition where Nigeria's men are the only team from the continent remaining. So how far can they go? Also, we get a feel of the atmosphere in Rio and hear from fans there. Welcome to Brazil, man. Everybody, welcome to Brazil. The new English Premier League season starts this weekend and we look ahead and we speak to fans in Kenya. And I think uh, with the coming of Jose Mourinho, then uh, it, it, it has brought uh, a new dawn. Leicester never, will never take that cup twice. Leicester is just, they, they don't have good players. Yes, we go in-depth on the English Premier League later, but we start at the Rio Olympics, where there's been so much happening. And the conclusion of the group stage of the men's and women's football tournaments saw both women's teams knocked out, that's South Africa and Zimbabwe, while Nigeria are the only African team still standing in the men's competition. Uh, Let's start with the men's, Solomon. Algeria and South Africa both going out and both failing to win any games, but Nigeria certainly looking strong. Uh, They won their first two games, 5-4 against Japan in a remarkable contest and then a 1-0 victory over Sweden before losing 2-0 to Colombia, but still finishing top of their group. And the Dream Team played Denmark on Saturday in the quarterfinals. It is uh, important, you know, for us to look at Nigeria as a team that has a lot of uh, hope, that carries a lot of hope for uh, Africa. Uh, you know, John Mikel will be leading the team. And what Nigeria has right now, I see them hopefully pushing and qualifying to the semi-final. But one, one thing they must do and do well, though, is just uh, the defense that Nigeria has. You know, they've been conceding goals in, in games and, and, and sometimes very careless goals. And, and we need to see that change. Uh, if we don't do that, then Nigeria is really g- going to suffer. And we, we have, a, not, not just Nigeria, we have South Africa, who is uh, playing in the Olympic Games uh, for the first time since the Sydney Olympic Games and a lot was suspected of them because some of them had played for Bafana Bafana already uh, and coming in and, and playing the way that they played now the first game holding Brazil then losing against Denmark and, and also playing the way that they played against Iraq was not just enough for them to qualify I must say I'm disappointed with both uh, the South African female and men's team they prepared well they got a lot of support uh, but I really don't know why they they don't you know, kill games. And finally, Algeria. Algeria, they have strong opponents in that group. Uh, uh, Argentina, which Algeria lost uh, 1-2 to. And then there's Portugal. Uh, they played a 1-1 draw with. Uh, and, and then the losing to Honduras, also 2-3. Uh, great team, younger play, young players. And uh, hopefully, you know, the experience for them would be great as they look forward into the future. Yes, Algeria and South Africa, both a bit disappointing in the men's competition. Let's hope Nigeria get past Denmark on Saturday night. And you mentioned in the women's competition there, Solomon, that you felt South Africa should have done much better, although they only lost 1-0 to Sweden, 2-0 to China, and got a 0-0 draw with Brazil. 
We have to remember that only once in the history of the Olympics has an African women's team actually won a match, and that was Nigeria back in 2004. Uh, so not bad results for South Africa in defeat. And the same applies for Zimbabwe, ranked number 93 in the world. They lost a 6-1 to world number two side Germany, a 3-1 to number 10 side Canada, and 6-1 to world number five side Australia. And Zimbabwe's mighty warriors won a lot of admirers as they scored in all three games and played courageously despite poor preparations and a lack of funding. I feel the experiences that they picked up playing at the Olympic Games will go a long way. It will change the players. They would see football totally in a different、uh, perspective. It will inspire other younger girls back in Zimbabwe to begin to get involved in women's football. But the experiences from it is—it's not about the scoreline, but it's about the experiences and also the the strength of the opposition, like Germany, that they played. You know, and I feel this experience will, will go a long way in really helping. Women's football in Zimbabwe. So I'm really glad that they they got the time to、uh, to be able to、uh, to do that and participate and and and, and kudos、uh, for them and、uh, all the experiences that they've picked up. Yes, I must say I'm very proud of how Zimbabwe did. It's a great story of the 2016 Olympics. Well, thanks for that, Solomon. So the hopes now are that Nigeria can go all the way and get men's gold. We've got a team there at the Olympics in Rio, following the action and giving us an idea of what it's like being there, as the Olympics takes place in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Well, Tom Ellis went along to the Olympic Park and spoke to people there from different nations. This event is very beautiful. It's many people happy and welcome to Brazil, man. Everybody, welcome to Brazil. It's very exciting because it's the first time to have the Olympics in South America, and I think it's an international event, so you should have it everywhere. So I think it's exciting that it happens here, and、I'm, I look forward to the next time. The next Olympics also go to places they haven't been before. I am having a ball. I've never been to the Olympics, and I'm so glad I came to this one. I mean, the people have been very friendly. I feel completely safe, and I really enjoy watching the men's、um, U.S. water polo game. Atmosphere is is great. It's 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 astonishing. <laughs> Uh, I I never saw something like this.、Uh, so many people and all in a good mood. Everything is great, great. I think the city, besides the whole gossiping of it's not going to be prepared, seems to be working pretty good. I was just talking with a Chinese woman saying that is the cheatinho brasileiro. Everything works at the end. Well, so the Olympics really bringing people together from all around the world. Well, our team in Rio is posting photos, blogs, and news on Facebook and Twitter from the Olympics in Rio.、Uh, the Twitter handle at Planet Sport FA and the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa for much more on the Rio Olympics. Now, still in Rio,、uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, we looked at the issue of identity, what we're here on Earth for. And who we really are? Well, many sports stars have their identity based on success, medals, titles, and fame,、uh, but some feel that this will never satisfy. Tom Ellis met Stu Mtetwa, a former player in South Africa's national women's football team. She's in Rio with Athletes in Action, a group of followers of Jesus Christ who aim to share their faith with athletes, to give out Bibles, and to spend time with them. 
Well, Tom first asked Stu why she decided to go to the Rio Olympics to do this. Oh, it's my heart. Like, I was a sport person before I played soccer, so I know how it's like to live in that world of just, you know, making sport your identity and finding it, like, it defines you. So my heart is just to help athletes, those that are, you know, struggling. Because competition is very hard. It's not like everyone is going to win. So those that are struggling, just to remind them who Christ is and those who are not believers, just encourage them to say, hey, it's not the end of the world, you know, and... My purpose is just to help them see that there's an ultimate goal, which is living for Christ and just, you know, worshipping him through the talents and the gift that God has given you. So it's just, that's my, that's my heart. That's what I do almost every day, just to walk alongside athletes and just give them freedom because not a lot of athletes are competing with freedom and joy and fun. It's all about, you know, this is my identity. If I don't win, then I'm, not, I'm a nobody. But that's a lie because... We're very important and we are, we are here for a certain reason to compete and bring joy to people and also to have fun as athletes. And is this kind of some of the stuff that as an athlete that you have come to learn through your own experience? Yes, yes. I, when I was like on a, a high school level, I played soccer for fun. I enjoyed it. I had fun and then I got a scholarship to study at the University of Johannesburg and that changed everything. Pressure competition having to make the first 11 all the time and just in a short space of time like the fun and the joy was taken away from me so it was more like a a task something that I have to do all the time and um, I ended up realizing that my identity was taken away because I wasn't like the most popular player in the team you know and I just realized that I was a nobody I didn't belong anywhere so it just it can be very hard as an athlete because we play for people <laughs> all the time. It's not about, you know, playing for the fun of it and really getting to enjoy the, the gift of playing sports. So it was really hard for me. And I managed to play for the national team, the university side, and then the following year I got dropped. And, you know, once again, going through that roller coaster, you, in this moment you're making it big on the other side, you you down to the ground again. So it's just, you know, just I needed a, some, a form of balance to know that whether I lose or win, you know, I'm loved, I belong, and, you know, that really freed me. Yeah. And when did that moment come? Was it when you were experiencing the high or was it down the low? (laughs) Definitely the low. Uh, When I got dropped from the national team, a good friend of mine in my team just invited me in a Bible study, and that's when I learned about the love of Jesus, that it stays the same, it never changes, and somehow, like, I got freedom from that. Like, I was able to perform knowing whether whether I lose or win, you know, nothing has changed, and it, it doesn't matter how people look at me, it's about knowing myself and knowing that I have a safe place in Jesus, and I know that um, the, the gift that he's given me, it's not to prison me, it's for me to be out there and be bold and play for God and have fun. Yeah, so leading, leading on from that, what is it that you would say to an athlete um, who is just focused, whose identity is purely in trying to get gold? Number one, I'll just uh, try to help them realise something that obviously they've won something before and it, it just it goes on and on. It's like a cycle, it never ends. You, want, you work hard to win the Olympic, you win the Olympic medal and then you want to work hard again. It just never ends. It just goes on and on and on and on. What I would challenge them to think about is like a life after competing because that always hits them hard because they always think that you're going to compete all the time and just challenge them to, to look at sport as an opportunity that you get and it doesn't last forever just to make it count and um, 
yeah use it as as much as they can but to, it, it ends they need to know that it ends you know i've had stories about uh, athletes that uh, like olympians that have achieved the gold medal and then after they want to be suicidal because that's what they work for from teenage to wherever so they need to understand that at some point it's going to end at some point somebody's name is going to be up there and the world is going to forget about them so it's just to enjoy it while it lasts and it's not their identity there's more to life than just an, a gold medal and so how can faith play a part then in helping maybe form someone's identity? I think faith is everything. Like um, if you understand that you are loved by God, that he died for you on the cross, that he, he took your place and um, you can be free to live and be free to share the gospel, that should be like the foundation of everything um, in a sense that I mean, it helps a lot when you understand that, that, you know, I don't have to play, I don't have to perform to be loved, that you are loved already and accepted by Jesus. So faith is the ultimate thing that can keep you going in sport and even after sports. That's Sudhu Mtetwa, a former member of South Africa's national women's football team, talking to Tom Ellis in Rio at the Olympic Games. She's there to encourage athletes with her faith in Jesus. So we have much more on the Olympics on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA and our Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, besides the Olympics, there's the start of the English Premier League season this weekend. And what a season it promises to be. Pep Guardiola taking over at Manchester City and Jose Mourinho at Manchester United. Some good signings for Liverpool and Chelsea, while Arsenal, Tottenham and champions Leicester are very much in the picture. Well, Josfat Kiyoko in Mombasa in Kenya has been asking fans who they think will take the title and if they think that Leicester can do it again. Yeah, my name is Kennedy Odiambo from Mombasa. Uh, basically, this season is going to be tough for the English Premier League. And uh, when I say tough, I mean it's not going to be easy for Leicester. I can see Manchester have signed more players in regard to their preparation for the year. So Leicester, unless otherwise... They send more more players so that at least they can uh, resist Man- Manchester as a team this year. It looks like uh, Arsenal, the signing is not much, Chelsea not much. So I think uh, basically Manchester th- this year is going to do well. And I think uh, with the coming of Jose Mourinho, then it, it, it has brought uh, a new dawn. My name is Catherine Wanjiku. I like football. I support Manchester United. I think uh, the English Premier League is so competitive. I think Resista can win again yeah, because it is good doing better. Apart from Resista winning, we have uh, Coach Mourinho from Chelsea. is now coming to Manchester, your team. Yeah, that's good. I, I think we will perform better uh, Yeah, because he's a tough speaking coach. But all the same, I wish Manchester United will do better. Uh, about Mr. Mourinho, I think it will be very difficult to him about Man United. It's best at least to finish at the top of top four in England. Okay, my club is Chelsea. We'll manage at least on number two or we can take the, the league. About my days, as you can see, very happy to be a fan of Chelsea and I'm proud of it. Okay, about Leicester, they won the league, but according to myself, I think this time they will have very hard time in the league because as you see many players from the sister join the different club 
So this time, I don't think whether they will finish at the top four in English Premier League. I'm Sarah Kini. Okay, I support Chelsea Football Club in English Premier League. Champions League, I support Barcelona and Real Madrid. New season, they are, we are going to have big things. Like this season, Chelsea will take our cup. Like we'll defend like the other time. And Mar- Mourinho going to Manu. Mourinho is a good coach. Okay, Leicester, Leicester never, will never take that cup twice. Leicester is just, they, they don't have good players. But for last season, I can say they played very well. But this season, they are going to face tough teams. Yeah, and many competition because as in other teams have signed nude from Champions League and you know they are very tough. Leicester City are going nowhere this season. Are you worried that uh, Chelsea lost Mourinho to Manchester United? Yeah, we are worried, but this time is not going to be the same. I'm sure we are going to have to have that cup. <laughs> yeah, at Stamford Beach. Obviously, when we are at home, we are never beaten. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I'm a supporter of uh, Liverpool. The coming season, it is going to be a very tough season ever because we are having excellent coaches in our English Premier League. Me, as a, a Liverpool fan, I really know very well that uh, my coach club, we are going to progress further than uh, last season. And even Leicester, I know Leicester last season, they won the league. But this season, they are going to be beaten. I'm not lying. They will be beaten because nearly all the big five, they are seeing Leicester as a very tough team this season. We see now Mourinho is coming to Manchester United. He's from Marevo Club when he was at Chelsea. As my opinion, I know very well Moreno will not perform. He has gone to, that club is a very big club, but in performing with the signing he has signed, ah, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing. The signing he has signed, very big names, but the combination, it is going to be very difficult for them to combine. They are going to be beaten again with Leicester, and that will be the starting of failing of Moreno. Well, some passionate views there from a football fans in Mombasa, Kenya, talking to Josfat Kiyoko. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard joins me from the UK now to give his analysis. Uh, We'll talk about Jose Mourinho's Manchester United in a bit, but uh, let's start with Leicester, Adrian. Can we expect them to repeat their astounding achievement of winning the league last year as rank outsiders? Well, Steve, last year Leicester surprised everyone, particularly, I think, themselves. It was a fantastic achievement and fully deserved, but I think that this year is going to be very different. Their rivals have all strengthened their squads considerably, and this season, right the way across the league, it's going to be much tougher. Now, on Sunday, Leicester were beaten 2-1 by Manchester United in the Community Shield. That's the traditional season opener between the reigning champions and the FA Cup winners. Leicester did okay in that game, but United looked so much stronger than last season, and I think that's where the answer lies, that this year all the other teams are going to be so much stronger. Nigerian winger Ahmed Musa looks a terrific buy for the Foxes, but against United on Sunday they were clearly missing the presence of defender N'Golo Kante, who's gone to Chelsea. So, all in all, Steve, I think a top eight finish is probably a realistic target. A top six would be seen as a big success. So the experts are not expecting Leicester to win the title again. Now, Manchester City will be among the favourites this year, with Pep Guardiola, the new manager, and huge spending in the off-season. So can Guardiola win it in his first season in England, Adrian? 
Well, Steve Guardiola, of course, comes to the Etihad with a terrific pedigree. He's led Barcelona and Bayern Munich to league titles, and he's won the FIFA Club World Cup with both. And crucially, he's won the Champions League with Barcelona, and that's what Manchester City's owners expect him to deliver. Since arriving in July, he's spent over $130 million on new players. That includes $48 million for the German international Leroy Sane from Schalke. Now, his father was the former Senegal international Suleiman Sane. On Sunday, Nigeria's Kalechi Iheanacho scored for City in a pre-season 3-2 friendly defeat to Arsenal in Gothenburg. And while we mustn't read too much into the results of friendly matches, of course, Arsenal will have been much the happier of the two sides after that result. Iheanacho is likely to be part of Guardiola's plans this season, but for the two Ivorians, Wilfred Bonny and Yaya Torre, their fate at the club is still far from certain. This weekend, City opened their campaign against Sunderland, and I'd expect them to win that game quite comfortably. But can they win the league? Well, possibly. It depends on how quickly Guardiola can adjust to the Premier League and marshal his players effectively. But definitely a top three finish, I'd say. So Manchester City will be a big factor and Man United fans have great expectations this season with Jose Mourinho taking over. The world record transfer deal for France midfielder Paul Pogba finally went through. Pogba, a player with Guinean roots and just remind us, Adrian, of his first spell at Man United. United first signed Pogba as a 16-year-old from Le Havre in 2009, before famously letting him go when he was 19. And now, just four years later, they're prepared to pay Juventus a world record fee of $116 million for his services. Under Jose Mourinho, this will be a very different Manchester United this season. Fans can rightly be excited about what lies ahead, and I expect them to win Saturday's opener comfortably away at Bournemouth. Mourinho knows how to win the Premier League, and this could be his season. A top three finish, I reckon, and possibly also the title. Well, Manchester United fans will love to hear that prediction after a difficult few years. And uh, how about Chelsea this time after such a disappointing season last time around? Disappointing is putting it mildly, Steve. This time last year, the Blues had great expectations, having just won the league title and with Jose Mourinho at the helm. Then it all went wrong. In new coach Italian Antonio Conte, they have another leader with a proven winning mentality. Remember, he led Juventus to three successive titles before going on to manage the national side. Chelsea's season kicks off on Monday against London neighbours West Ham. That could be a tricky opening fixture, but if Chelsea win that, it could set them up nicely for the rest of the season. I expect a top four finish, but I don't think they've got enough yet to regain the league title. Okay, and uh, Arsenal and Liverpool are definitely in the picture, and uh, Tottenham too. Well, Steve, are Arsenal fans looking forward to the new season? Well, perhaps there are some listening who can tell us, because if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be very frustrated, because once again, Arsene Wenger's done very little business so far in the transfer market. Up till now, all he's done is added Swiss midfielder Granit Xhaka from Borussia Mönchengladbach for $45 million. Now, Arsenal's chief executive Ivan Gazidis says the club cannot outgun other clubs who have more money, but surely fans would just think that shows a lack of ambition. Sunday's opener at home to Liverpool could define their season. A top four place, I think, is the best they can hope for. Now, by contrast, Liverpool have shown their ambition by signing Sadio Mane from Southampton. The Senegalese midfielder won over the fans when he scored in Liverpool's remarkable 4-0 friendly win over Barcelona last week. They've also signed the attacking midfielder Jorginho Wijnaldum from Newcastle, and I can see him making a big impression. 
All this points to a higher finish than last season when they finished 8th, but probably not title contenders this year. I'd say the best they can hope for is perhaps 5th or 6th place. Now for me, last year Tottenham punched above their weight when they finished 3rd. It'll be tough for them this season, probably in the top 8, but I don't think a top 4 place again. And finally a word, Steve, on West Ham. They had a great season last year, finishing 7th. They've also signed the Ghanaian striker Andre Ayew from Swansea, and all this points to another successful season for the Hammers. I'd say another top 8 finish. Well, that was a big move for Andre Ayew, and West Ham could be a team to keep an eye on for fans of African football this season. Well, thanks a lot to Adrian Barnard, and this is going to be quite a season by the looks of it. Well, on Facebook and on WhatsApp last week, we asked for your predictions on who you think will win the English Premier League this coming season. Let's start on Facebook, and Moses Mane in the Gambia says, I go for Manchester United. Surely this year is ours. On WhatsApp, C. Guazayani from Malawi says, Manchester United will win the Premier League. And Paulus David in Namibia agrees. He says it will be Man United. They've got a good team and the special one as their coach. Khalifa Sanyang is from the Gambia, but currently studying in China. Good to hear from you, Khalifa. And he says, with Jose Mourinho as coach and Ibrahimovic in the team, I think Manchester United will win the league this season. Alimami Fofane in the Gambia refers to United's 2-1 win over Leicester in last weekend's Community Shield, saying, one game, one trophy. Tell them that this is the season for Manchester United, says Alimami. Albert Kadzombe in Malawi says it'll be tight because most top teams have learnt from last season's mistakes by buying world-class players and getting top managers. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I think Manchester United will be a threat, says Albert. Suleiman Sonko in the Gambia says I'll go with the mighty Blues, Chelsea. I hope Bertrand Traore will be given the chance to prove himself and I wish Kurt Zuma a speedy recovery. Uh, France defender Kurt Zuma getting a cruciate ligament injury back in February that's likely to keep him out of action until the end of the year. Oladipo Morris from Kenya agrees. He says Chelsea have the upper hand given they'll be having no European duties. United also have a great chance given the relative freedom Mourinho has in the squad compared to his time with the Blues and he has vast experience in winning the league twice with Chelsea. Ebrima Amber Barrow is in Palermo, Italy, and he goes for Arsene Wenger's team. He says, well, I really believe Arsenal will win the Premier League this season. Ebrima thinks they've had a tremendous pre-season with some great signings. Cherno Jallo in the Gambia says it's too difficult to predict as usual, but I still believe Mesut Ozil will lead Arsenal to glory. But on the other hand, Balong Baji, also in the Gambia, thinks Liverpool will win this year. Liverpool have all it takes to regain the title again, says Balong. We've had disappointments from strikers not being able to capitalise on their chances and I believe the signing of Sadio Mane and others will pay dividends this time around. On Facebook, Amadou Mane in the Gambia says Manchester City will win the Premier League this season. With the new signings they've made, I believe they will take it, says Amadou. And finally, on this topic, a couple of people saying it's going to be Tottenham from Malawi. Efrathar Kamanga says Spurs will win it this time. It's Tottenham's year. And Asamba Anas in the Gambia says Tottenham. I don't say so with any confidence, but I think Spurs will do well. Uh, Pochettino's youthful Spurs are pretty much unchanged, but with 
with the addition of Victor Wanyama and Janssen, Spurs surely can pose a threat as dangerous as the one they posed last season. But watch out for Man City, Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea, says Samba. Uh, really, the season is unpredictable. Uh, but sorry for Arsenal and Leicester, they will not make the top five. Well, thanks so much for all of those predictions there. Uh, finally, to the Olympic Games. We had lots of comments on Nigeria's remarkable 5-4 win over Japan in their opening game in the men's competition, just hours after arriving in Brazil after being delayed in the USA on their journey. Uh, Cyril Yomba in The Gambia says, I'm very sure Nigeria will do something great. Alassane Drama, also in The Gambia, says, Congrats to Nigeria for a spectacular victory after a long journey. Usainu Nije, also in the Gambia, says the Nigerian team has done good. And Asamba Jang says best wishes to Nigeria. But it's no surprise because they have the best record for African teams as far as the Olympics is concerned. Indeed, winning gold in 1996. And finally, Donald in Cameroon says I hope Nigeria reach the finals. Absolutely, Nigeria playing Denmark on Saturday night in the quarterfinals of the men's football tournament at the Olympics. Well, thanks very much for all of those comments. Uh, that's it for the show for this week. But on WhatsApp and on Facebook, we're asking, will Andre Ayew be a success at West Ham? He scored 12 goals for Swansea last season and moves to a bigger club. So will Andre Ayew be a success at West Ham? Give us your thoughts. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us how you think Andre Ayew will do at West Ham. From me, Steve Vickers, from Solomon Ashams, Adrian Barnard and our team at the Rio Olympics. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.